Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why don't you go down to the Mayo Travel Agency and get you a ticket the way your brain has been vacationing? Are we ready? You're listening to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse on iTunes and all major podcasting platforms. You're listening to only the best internet radio station in the world. No, the universe. And how you guys doing? Welcome to Motorcycle Madhouse Radio. I'm your host, James Hollywood Machikari, and we got a great show for you today. I'm going to get into some subjects that's probably going to rile up a lot of people. And if they do, I really don't give a shit. (laughs) This episode is only available on MotorcycleMadhouseRadio.com, Spotify, iTunes, and the rest of the major platforms. This is something that will not be allowed on YouTube because them cocksuckers over there will demonetize me. And without demonetization, they wouldn't be able to flex their big dicks, I guess that is, on creators. <laughs> anyway, hopefully you guys are having a good morning. You guys make sure you drink up all that coffee and make sure you listen to us over again and again. Anyway, first off, I want to tell you about my new editorial site, HooliganBiker.com. Yes, HooliganBiker.com. This is the only place you will find real and honest editorials on the biker scene. I want to thank everyone for the outpouring of support over these years to make Insane Throttle Biker News the number one news site on the internet. I take all your support to heart and will make damn sure I work hard to continue to be the place you come for everything biker. You know, I got a very interesting question from a follower the other day. I actually did a short video on the subject over on Instagram titled, quote, Would you consider supporting a riding club? My stance on this issue is, uh, maybe. There are a lot of things I would look at if Insane Throttle would throw its uh, name behind a riding club. And you guys can't blame me. There is a lot of idiots out there that say they're a riding club, but what they're doing actually is masquerading as an MC because they didn't want to go through all the protocol, all that crap. So, yeah, we're real protective of the Insane Throttle brand, and we're just not going to give it to anybody. 
What would it take for us to support a writing club? I know that's going to be asked anyway because, you know, regardless of what I say, like I just did, people are going to ask. First off, we would not support any writing club that isn't, <clears throat> excuse me, isn't chartered by the American Motorcycle Association. And I know people are probably shaking their heads and wondering if I lost my damn mind. But here's the reason Insane Throttle Publications, by the way, is a registered publisher and we are a non-political company. Remember that. Here's the reason. We have no interest in being involved in a motorcycle club politics or protocol. Furthermore, we understand that a riding club is usually national. For this reason, there would be all kinds of minefields. To be blunt, a national riding club that doesn't have an AMA backing is subject to local protocol. I know everybody's saying, well, screw protocol this, screw protocol that. Yeah, well, until the time that uh, it actually faces you, then it's a whole different story. You know, many people do not know the AMA chartered riding clubs are usually left alone. We all know how the 1% clubs feel about the AMA. It's basically the same with their chartered clubs. Now, before everyone bitches about us not wanting to be associated with a riding club, let's talk about the difference between riding clubs and motorcycle clubs, shall we? I've said time and time again, I believe riding clubs are the closest thing to what a traditional club is supposed to be all about. Riding clubs have been around since the beginning of motorcycling. Most of the time started by manufacturers. In modern times, you can find those riding clubs everywhere. Think hog. This is a, a riding club and one sponsored by Harley-Davidson. If you're a Harley rider and don't know about hog, look up your local chapter on Harley-Davidson's website. That's where I could tell you to go for finding one of them. And there's a lot of good guys in, and gals, in the hog. They do a lot of stuff, a lot of community stuff. They gather at the dealerships, which, you know, me being old school, I don't see, you know, the point of it. But uh, they do. They have their meetings there. They're sponsored by the dealership. They throw all kinds of rides. They do all kinds of charity stuff. So there's a lot of good people in hog. You know, other manufacturers have their own riding clubs as well. Some include BMW riders, Indian riders, and a whole hell of a lot more. Riding clubs came up through the AMA as well, mostly through the race teams. There's so much more to the biker scene than most people know. I'm guilty of this as well. When I was in a motorcycle club, that's all I thought about and didn't pay any attention to everything else available in the scene. I made a huge mistake back then, something I wish I could take back. If I had the choice between a riding club or a motorcycle club, I would have joined a riding club. Anyways, riding clubs are for those people who want to ride and party. Most of all, riding clubs have other people who just want to do the same. 
Riding clubs have no interest in what's happening in the club scene. If you're a true, true riding club. Again, there's a lot of riding clubs out there that try to act as MCs to try to get under the radar. Riding clubs, if they're true, are not as serious and time-consuming as motorcycle clubs. Basically, riding clubs don't have members spending their time on just the riding club. This is the major difference from motorcycle clubs. Motorcycle clubs and their members is like having a second job. One that actually makes you pay it. <laughs> the money you will spend in a motorcycle club will easily put you in a hole. When I was in a motorcycle club, I saw people having such a hard time making dues. It was actually hard to watch. I saw members who actually had to choose between their rent and paying their dues to the club. Being a member of a motorcycle club, though rewarding, it's also a hard life to live. This is especially true if you're a member of a 1% club or one of their official uh, support clubs. What's the worst thing about motorcycle clubs? Politics and having to look over your shoulders. One of the things I've learned about the most since taking on Biker News, no matter what people would like to see, the animosity will always be there between clubs. It's not going away, so that's why I always talk about being independent or a riding club. And you'll see why later on in the show, and I'll uh, highlight this of why this is the way it is. So, let's get back to Insane Throttle sponsoring a riding club. Would we take that step and do something like that? Yes. If our condition is met in regards to be the club being an AMA charter club, we would also wouldn't sign on to a riding club that lets members wear support patches for one club or another. Insane Throttle is a neutral party. At least I try to keep it to be. Yeah, I admit there's some stuff that, you know, I'm not so neutral on, but at least I give you guys the disclaimer about it ahead of time. Unlike uh, mainstream media news that uh, acts like they're news, but they're really the freaking uh, arm of the Democratic Party. <laughs> and the reason why we're neutral, we don't want to put our brand in a position where it looks like we're taking sides in the politics of motorcycle clubs. Even though I support motorcycle clubs right, it doesn't mean I support many things that happen in the club scene. I personally think all the politics and hostilities will truly hurt the scene. The technology that is in place today exposes the dark side of the club scene. It only takes a few individuals doing something stupid to bring heat on the whole scene. I'm too old and have much more to look forward to in life than having to deal with that kind of stuff. I like being independent minded and most of all, like doing what I want, when I want. This is what you get from a riding club. I say get back to the basics and leave all the noise behind you. Other options than a riding club you can have is a motorcycle rights organization like Abate. 
It's a fantastic organization, and anyone that rides should check it out. You know, we're actually going to have a segment in another show where it talks about uh, the Patriot Act and talks about, you know, even going back to the Motorcycle Club helmet uh, or the patch uh, fight in Texas, the helmet uh, fight going on in New Hampshire right now where an idiot uh, that just did an op-ed on uh, another how can we say it uh, uh, another platform let's just be nice i'm gonna try to be nice right now did a story where he said safety should be uh before bikers rights you know people in cars wear seatbelts. we should make motorcyclists wear helmets because it cost us uh even more in the end but there is your question uh, answered basically on whether we would st- uh sponsor a riding club you know there has been a lot of people that asked if insane throttle would uh start a riding club and that might be something coming down the pike in the future who knows but again if it's uh been started by us it would uh be similar to uh hog and it would be similar uh where you had to be ama chartered you know people would have to understand if we started something it's basically you know what it's going to be the way it used to be with the manufacturers how they uh sponsored it yeah you'd uh, pay your fee and you'd basically get your patch you're not prospecting none of that stuff it's just for fun it's a true blue riding club if i decide to go down that road but more information because you know what i've been bugged about that for the last two years and I'm still thinking about it. Let's just keep it like that. But we're going to go into a quick commercial break. And when we get back, I'm going to be talking about what is going on in this country in regards to politics, the the way people think America should be now. And the reason why I'm, uh, you know, I decided to put a segment in on uh, politics because I know a lot of guys are going to be, what the fuck, man? Now, I believe everybody... Even bikers, especially bikers, should be involved politically because of our stances, our rights are under fire right now, um, more so today than they ever have been in the past. Again, you can look down in Texas and see that. You know, just go listen over to Popeye at Texas Biker Radio. You can see how bad it's really gotten down in Texas. You can also... Go check out the Motorcycle Profiling Project, and you can see all the stuff going on nationwide that they're uh, fighting against, as well as NCOM. And, you know, while I'm talking about NCOM, I'd really like to dispel the freaking myth that the haters have against NCOM. You do not have to pay the big 1%er clubs the you know, be a part of it or any of that stuff. You know, I direct you to their website on how to get involved, but that is so untrue that you got to pay a street tax or a bribe to a one percenter club and you got to do what the hell NCOM tells you to do. That is such a misconception and that's such bullshit. It really is. And it actually, it's quite old. And I believe that's something that Leo and their supporters put out there. I, You know what? I actually did an interview with the Alliance of Law Abiding Clubs. And that's one of the big things that they push is the Confederation. It's totalitarian. It's uh, 
uh, dictatorship, which is the farthest from the freaking truth. I remember in the club, and I never, when we were part of the Confederation, I never once seen that kind of crap happen. And it was, it's all bullshit. You know, I would suggest any clubs that are not a part of the Confederation to get your butts over there and get uh, involved in a Confederation because they're fighting for everybody's rights, man. They're, it's not political. It's none of that crap. Well, it's political in the sense that, you know, they're talking with reps, trying to get their positions known, our positions known, and getting somebody on our side to fight it and giving a voice to clubs. So if you're not, uh, you know, in the NCOM, you guys got to get in there and get involved and get involved in this fight. But let's take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, I'll get into why it matters. Bikers get into freaking politics in the direction of this country that we're going in right now. Hey, Motorcycle Madhouse listeners. Want to share your opinions? Give me feedback or tell me what you're thinking? Send me a voice message. Voice messages are an easy way for you to send me audio that might end up in future episodes of Motorcycle Madhouse. They're the latest feature from Anchor, the platform I use to make this show. Here are some of the things I love to hear from you. Questions you might have for me. What you thought of the latest episode. What you think a subject you would like to hear in the future would be. Do your best impressions of me. I'll see all your messages and I might add them into a future episode. Anchor makes this super easy. You can send me a voice message right now from wherever you're listening. Just tap the link in my show notes. I can't wait to hear from ya! Motorcycle Madhouse every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and Saturdays 11 a.m. Central Standard Time on YouTube and all major streaming platforms. In your face, all over the place. We're online 24-7-24-7. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Okay, welcome back from the commercial break. Appreciate you guys, all your support. Let's go into something that's going to be pretty controversial right now. Let's talk about impeachment and the after effects on the nation. Before I begin, there will be many who get pissed off that I added some op-eds on this subject over on hooliganbiker.com. If you don't know what hooliganbiker.com is, it's my personal editorial site away from Insane Throttle and uh, Biker Lifestyle Magazine. This is where you can see everything on my mind in regards of uh, the biker scene, what's going on in it. This is what I say to those people who get pissed off. Get over it. Bikers need to be involved in what's happening in this country. Bikers, at least those involved in biker rights and club rights, need representatives that fight for them. In order to ensure that we get representatives that fight for us, we must get active in their selection. This ideal is the basis of some of my new op-eds. So, let's get into the meat of what's happening in this country right now. Today, America as we know it is in the fight for its life. 
The fight we have upon us today is one of tr American traditional values as a country versus socialism and policies pushed by those on the extreme left. The ideals being pushed by these people are not only un-American, but they are ideals that dishonor all those who died for this country. Our brave heroes from Valley Forge to the current wars in the Middle East didn't die for this country to turn into North Korea or China. Socialism has killed millions upon millions of people throughout the world. Socialism is a theology or ideology, whatever the fuck you want to call it, that only benefits the powerful while pushing it as the savior for the less unfortunate. Look at Venezuela. Look at it over there down in uh, Latin America, how bad socialism really is. It's right there on display for the whole world to see. But you still have the left pushing the ideology. AOC, you know, the actual speaker of the house. Socialism is pure, pure evil just like its cousin communism you know any of those that were actually alive during the cold war you will know communism it was every day that we'd be wondering if a damn missile would be coming over to the united states mainland with a five kiloton uh, 20 kiloton freaking warhead on it and blow everybody to damn pieces in this world but you have these dumb idiot college kids out there that, uh, and in Seattle, they actually have a statue of fucking Lenin up. You have these people falling for this stuff. You know, I think there was a poll that was done where it said most Z generation kids believe in socialism. That's how bad our school system has gotten. They haven't taught these kids the evil that is socialism and communism. You know, the Democratic Party in modern times is self-imploding right now. There is a civil war going on in that party. A war between moderates and these extreme leftists who have hijacked the Democratic Party. This very point has been shown during the impeachment hearings as well as the Iowa primaries. Right now, right now, the Democratic Party has a self-proclaimed socialist in the lead for the Democratic nomination. This should have everyone shaken in fear. This ideal of socialism is being bought by Americans all over the country. I never thought for one minute people in this country would support such a dangerous ideal and it is freaking dangerous people dangerous again look what's going on in south america and shit look at what's going on in cuba right now come on common sense people the impeachment of president trump was an attempted overthrow of a duly elected president of the people Look at it from a logical point of view. The minute he was elected, the officials of the FBI, CA, which is great friends with us bikers, right guys? Yeah, not. And many more jumped into action. 
There was the Russian bullshit that was pushed hand in hand with the Democratic Party, media, finally those who were not elected by the people, a.k.a. Vinman, this so-called whistleblower, Eric Carmella. Yeah, we said it. I never knew a day that you could not face your accuser in this country. This Russian bullshit to this Ukraine crap they impeached the president on is nothing more than a continuation of these people to overthrow the ideals this president represents. For those who do not know what this president represents, it's America, you idiots. America for far too long has been sold to the globalists and the rich. America has been paying for everyone else's problems for decades. Not to mention all the blood we spilled for all these other countries. Who benefited all of all this stuff? It's a question everyone should be asking themselves. It's the upper 1% of the rich worldwide. It's especially true of the warmongers here in the United States. War and discord means billions in profits. This is why you have our troops in Afghanistan for 19 years now and why people like Bolton want us to invade Iran. Like Trump said, if he had listened to Bolton, the United States would be in World War VI by now. These are the people who were behind this whole impeachment nonsense. Let's talk about this bullshit Ukraine crap. It wasn't even a day after Trump was exonerated from the Russia bullshit that Ukraine came out of nowhere. This whole thing was led by that lying piece of shit Adam Schiff. That motherfucker should be sitting in jail with all the lies and bullshit he did to this country. This is the same guy who said he had information on Russia, which turned out to be a bunch of crap. Pencilneck has been hiding this whistleblower because he worked hand in hand with this piece of shit. Pencilneck is the one who set this whole thing up in the first place. This is exactly the reason why he didn't want everyone knowing his name. Well, everyone knows who he is and everyone knows he worked for Biden and Clinton. He is also the one who is overheard saying he wanted the work to remove this president. I really don't give a crap. Or I don't give a shit. I don't really care about people's views or politics. But to accept these types of coups is an un unacceptable. Remember, hundreds of thousands of men and women died for this country. For people to accept that this type of behavior is outrageous. People who buy into the media propaganda are just ignorant sheep. I say to bikers... You know damn well the media is a propaganda machine for cops when it comes to bikers. How in the hell do you believe them when it comes to them working with a political party to overthrow the president? I don't care if you like Trump or not. You should care about the office of the presidency and what this had to do with weakening the office. People cannot ever let their personal views of any president override the very foundation of what this country stands for. This is exactly what powerful people want. Divide and conquer and sow discord among the people. 
This is what this is exactly what happened during the 1917 Russian Revolution. Oh yeah, Seattle again. You how's that freaking statue of Lenin, you pieces of crap? Since we're talking about history, let's talk about the Civil War and Jim Crow laws. Crow, my bad. What do they both have in common? Yep, the Democratic Party started the Civil War, and it was them who instituted that Jim Crow laws. These are facts of history, something they are trying to erase. Just look at them trying to take the statues of Confederate monuments down. You know, by the way, I'm confused as to how blacks could support such a party. Time after time, blacks will vote for Democrats, even though all they do is pay them lip service. In Chicago, it's still the most segregated city in America. This segregation was designed this way, and it's a proven fact. But blacks continue to support them. Can someone please explain this to me in the comment sections? By the way, Racism, you can drop all that bullshit. How can you claim Republicans are the racists when it's the Democrats who were behind slavery and Jim Crow laws? No sense whatsoever behind that rationale. Those who project on others are the ones that are guilty of hypocrisy. The whole impeachment was nothing but a display of hypocrisy of the Democrats. Why? Because all they wanted was power. This has been the standard operational procedure since they were established. Remember this and remember it well. Power hungry people will do anything they can to get that power. All someone has to do is look no further than the way they push immigration. They don't want, they want open borders. They want illegals to pour over the borders so they can get votes. Same as saying as they did in the 1800s. It's time to wake up, people. Impeachment should have shown everyone what these corrupt people were all about. A little bit more on that Ukraine stuff that uh, everybody's saying, well, Trump broke the law on the left. They don't want to talk about Biden. They don't want to talk about Kerry's son. And now Mitch or not Mitch, I'm sorry, can't go after you, Mitch, man. But Mitt Romney, oh, Willard. His advisor worked on the board of Burisma with freaking uh, Hunter Biden. You're telling me that all these people have their hands in this stuff and you, the American people, are not going to say nothing about it just because you don't like Trump. Hypocrisy at its best. Project on others what you're doing yourself. Is that the country that we're living in now? It's time for the people of this country to start taking it back away from these globalists, these power-hungry pricks. I'm so glad in Virginia that tens of thousands of people showed up to that rally for your gun rights. Because the first thing that socialists want to do is take away your ability to fight back. This is true in the 1930s and 40s when that bastard Hitler came to power. First thing they did was take the guns and say the government will take care of you. That is the plan that the Democrats have in this country. They want to take away your firearms and then they want to control you. 
Look at what they do with uh, the low-income earners. They promise them $15 an hour minimum wage. Why? If you want to do those jobs that were at McDonald's or Burger King or fast food were never intended to be a career. They were intended to be first jobs. They don't want to tell you that. You got to be able to pull yourself up and make it in life on your own. You cannot expect the government to do it for you because if you expect the government to do it for you, they will control you. That's one thing I like about bikers or most bikers is they live by their own deal. The true ones do anyway. The ones that don't are the PC ones that go around crying about this and crying about that. I think that's why the biker lifestyle has been destroyed over the last few years. And I might add the motorcycle club scene itself. This is why we only cover basically the motorcycle club stuff in news related stuff I am so sick and tired of talking about how to join this or do this or protocol that fuck that if you want to know how to join a motorcycle club then I say get out on the streets get off the internet and go learn how to join a damn motorcycle club you are supposed to be grown fucking men get out there and get some balls that's the first step you need to get into a club. It gets so damn annoying having to hear people, well, why ain't you covering this or covering that? We are Biker News. I'm an op-ed, and that's the way it is. I have no, no desire to cover anything outside Biker News when it comes to motorcycle clubs. Again, I support their rights. I support their rights to where patches exist, all that good shit. But I am not getting into the protocol and all that crap. You know, sometimes within the motorcycle club scene, it's more like a damn freaking high school with a bunch of fucking cheerleaders that, you know, I see that. Anybody can see that in the news that we present. It's a bunch of fucking cheerleaders and start a drama this, drama that. That isn't the biker scene, the drama. The biker scene supposed to get out there, throw your fucking leg over the bike and go out there and ride. Have fun. Party with those that you want to party with. It ain't about all this drama. All those that are watching all this protocol crap. And, uh, and you know what? I'm not going after the channels that present them itself. I'm going after the very fact that grown men have to go to a freaking YouTube channel or they got to go to podcasts or they got to go to freaking articles to learn how to join a fucking motorcycle club. Again, get off your ass, get on the street, and go ask somebody. You, you know, I know a lot of people think that... Uh, People giving advice on the protocol and stuff is going to help them out. Maybe it will. I don't know. I'm not one of the believers because I believe protocol is actually local. It's not on a national level. So what somebody might say on this end of the spectrum, it's not going to work on the other side of the spectrum. And it sure the fuck won't work in the Midwest, man, because we're a lot different than uh, the East and the West Coast in the way we think about doing things.
So a lot of what you hear in these protocol, uh, educational, whatever the fuck you want to call them, does not work here in the Midwest. I actually believe it's going to get somebody hurt or probably already has. So stop taking advice off a damn t uh, computer screen. Get your ass out there and freaking go learn what you're supposed to be learning. And you'll be better off for it. It'll make you a stronger person. Because I can just imagine one of these people going up to a fucking uh, member of a motorcycle club. Well, this channel says it's supposed to be way this way. Next thing you know, the fucking guy has raccoon eyes because he was too fucking stupid. Unreal. And I guess the reason why I've gotten the way I have lately is because I believe there's just so much more to the the scene. And I, you know what? I'm guilty of it. Like I talked about early, earlier, it was all motorcycle clubs for me, but I was actually in one and I didn't use the internet to get in one. I did it the old way. I prospected. I hung around the whole nine yards. I didn't go to a computer screen to figure out how to fucking do it. Uh, well, of course, then I'm old and, you know, we didn't have a lot of stuff online back in that day. <laughs> didn't have it back then, so what the hell am I talking about? But uh, going back to uh, why bikers need to get into uh, the scene uh, politics, you need to start standing up for your country. You cannot say that your vote doesn't matter because just look at the, what was it, Bush uh, Jr.'s election where Florida was decided by 500 votes. You know, that's one thing that angers me about Illinois. They're always saying it's a blue state. It's a blue state. Well, you know, it's only blue because of Chicago and Springfield and maybe Urbana and shit like that. Other than that, it's stone cold fucking red. But you got to have the turnout to start overdoing these fucking people, man. You know, we've had a governor that was Republican, so you know we can get the Republican vote out. You need to get out there and get it. You know, I am not a Republican per se. I'm an independent, but I mostly side with the Republicans because the other side's a bunch of fucking douchebags. And I don't have no freaking sorrowful for saying it either. I am. I don't apologize for nothing. I do not know how people buy into the bullshit. But again, I'm an independent thinker where it seems like you got a lot of fucking sheep uh, nowadays. And it's actually true in the biker scene. There's a lot of fucking sheep in the biker scene, man. I do not even recognize it anymore. I don't, and I think that is the reason why I decided, yep, no more club. Uh, fuck that, man. I'll never get back in a club. Riding club, yeah, but not a motorcycle club. Uh, not going to happen. But anyway, I'm going to take a quick commercial break, and we're going to go over the reason why you see a lot of violence in motorcycle clubs. Uh, and this next story is the perfect reason in your why face, it happens. All over the place. We're online 24-7. 24-7. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse on Spotify and iTunes Radio. Okay, welcome back from the commercial break. Don't forget to go visit our other platforms because it does help us out. Keep this show going. If you want to donate, you can through PayPal at, what is it, Top Fuel ABD. You can do it over there. That is it. Top Fuel ABD at gmail.com. Okay. Many people ask, why is there so much war between clubs? 
The answer is simple. Motorcycle clubs encroaching on other motorcycle clubs' historical traditional territory. I'm going to read you something from the Gangster Report. This right here, this right here, is why there are wars. Scott Bernstein, February 8th, 2020. Great Lakes Dreaming became a reality for Sonny Barger and the boys last month. The Hells Angels, the world's most infamous motorcycle club movie stars as I call them, have opened their first chapter in Michigan, establishing the Hells Angels Michigan Nomads near Mount Pleasant in the center of the state. Based on the West Coast, the iconic Hells Angels began expanding in the Midwest in the late 60s, but now have planted a flag in Michigan, due to it being prime territory for the rival Outlaws Motorcycle Clubs, the nation's preeminent Rust Belt biker crew. A message announcing the News Hells Angel uh, Michigan chapter was made on the uh, website as well as Sonny's uh, Facebook. For those that don't know, the Outlaws and Hells Angels been at war since 1974 when Outlaws in Florida killed a group of Hells Angels from Boston. That ain't the whole story. Headquartered out of Detroit and Chicago, the Outlaws have maintained a stranglehold on the Midwest biker scene for decades. When the Hells Angels moved into Illinois in the 90s, violence between the clubs ramped up. By the way, as far as Chicago, because I know they wear the Chicago Rockers on the side, they're not in Chicago. They're in Harvey, Illinois. I think it's like 30 miles outside of the city. No, the Hells Angels are not in Chicago. When the Hells Angels moved into Illinois in the 90s. Yeah, I remember that good. Ralph Sonny Barger, 83, founded the Hells Angels Oakland chapter in 1957, becoming the club's overall boss and grew it to mythic proportions around the globe. Today, Barger lives in Phoenix and remains active in club affairs, even though I don't know if that's correct. How the hell? I don't know where he lives. I thought it was Oakland. I don't know. Barger uh, commissioned the opening of the club's first Midwest uh, outpost in the uh, Cleveland in 67, sending uh, Clarence Crouch to the Ohio to be the, his personal eyes and ears in the region. He eventually turned state's evidence and committed suicide in the witness protection program. In 88, Barger was uh, convicted in federal court for ordering the bombing of an outlaw's clubhouse in Louisville, Kentucky, and did five years in prison. They drew first blood. He played a recurring character on the hit FX television show Sons of Anarchy about a fictional California biker gang. I always find it funny. A lot of people uh, bitch about uh, Sons of Anarchy, but you had a whole crew in there that was uh, real-life club members portraying members in that show. So how the hell you come back and bitch about people, you know, trying to copy what's going on in that show while you have real club members in it? I never got it. Barger's counterpart to the Outlaws, Harry Taco Bowman, the best that ever lived, died behind bars. The legendary Bowman headed the club from his home in Detroit for most of the 80s and 90s, finally convicted of murder and racketeering in 2001. Per testimony of his trial, Bowman put a murder contract on Barger's head and his lieutenants hunting the Hells Angels shot caller near his home in California. Believe me, if something like that would have been uh, done, it would have been uh, 
executed, if you be, you know would have to say. Bowman and Barger's then second in command, George Christie, which they put out on bad because it seems like he followed the rules. Hey, you know there was a nine one one call made that was against the club's bylaws, but you know he's the one who got thrown out. Then engaged in a series of peace talks that fell through at the last minute. Let me put a disclaimer out there first and foremost. I'm a former Black Piston and still a supporter of the Outlaws MC to this day. I won't even pretend to be fair and down the middle in this segment. Won't even pretend. Many people do not know there was a treaty in the 60s between one percenter clubs. The treaty basically said that one percent clubs would stay in their traditional geographic territory. The Hells Angels basically broke this and then they moved east of the Mississippi River. The Hells Angels decided it was better to grow than it was to honor their word as men. This move by the Hells Angels set off a chain reaction that is still alive to this day. The move by the Hells Angels into Michigan is a slap across the bow to the outlaws. I can bet that if some trouble goes down the Angels will cry foul. My opinion? They bring it on to themselves. The Midwest doesn't like having anything to do with the West or East Coast. The Midwest people are a whole different breed of people. Midwest people stand up for their values and most of all, their homes. Just be straight up and honest. I believe the attitude and the actions of the Hells Angels is what causes many people not to like them. The Hells Angels are basically on their own when it comes to the other bigger clubs. Now people can see why. If people ever think there will be peace, not going to happen as long as clubs keep expanding the other territory. On the contrary, it might just get as bad as it did in the 90s. Sad but true. And that's why people, you have to realize that there probably ain't going to be any uh, peace when it comes to clubs. I guess that's why I'm glad I'm out, because I'm not one that uh, looks forward every day looking over my shoulder like I used to do. Too much in uh, life to uh, be dealing with that kind of stuff. But let's get in a headline real quick. You know, we are Biker News, and I want to talk about some Biker News going on. A coroner's report has few details in Langley death of a Hell's Angel. A report comes out years after Robert Greene's killer has pleaded guilty and has been sentenced by Matthew Clayton. BC Coroner's Service, this is up north, has released a report on the death of Hell's Angel Robert Greene more than three years after he was murdered and his killer arrested. Again, violence is going to be violence within the scene, and that's why... You know, I really don't believe people going to look at how the biker scene works. Maybe it's educational, yeah. But to take some of these uh, suggestions on the internet by heart is crazy because it's far from that. Robert Keith, 56, was shot to death on the morning of October 16th, 2016 at a property owned by Green in the 2300 block of 72nd Avenue near the 232nd Street Highway Interchange. Green was a longtime member of the Hells Angels. His killer, Jason Francis Wallace, then 27, was a member of the 856 gang, which had its roost in Aldergrove. Wallace was a friend and associate of the gay, uh, Green. 
and that's one thing that people you know don't understand between clubs and gangs you know a lot of people say well i'm a one percenter that don't mean nothing to street crews man it really don't uh and it don't mean nothing behind the bars that's something the protocol video should teach you Wallace turned himself into the police days after the shooting, and in 2017, he pleaded guilty to manslaughter and received an eight-year jail sentence. That's pretty good, uh, you know, only eight years. Here, man, you're looking at uh, 20 to 45, if not the death penalty, depending on the murder. The report is brief about the reasons for Green's death. Mr. Green was involved in a disagreement with a person known to him. He was shot multiple times and despite emergency medical treatment died as a result of these gunshot wounds. Green, Wallace, and others have had apparently been partying for hours inside a building at the property. The judge at Wallace's sentencing noticed that Wallace was extremely intoxicated at the time of the shooting. Before this incident, Wallace was best known in Langley for a 2007 incident, Wallace then 18, was charged with attempted murder after the apparent unprovoked stabbing of another teenager at a local graduation party. Wallace pleaded guilty to have aggravated assault and was given house arrest in connection with that incident. Yep, there you go. <laughs> that is your news for today. A lot of violence I know that we cover within uh, Insane Throttle, but you can also go over to bikerlifestylemagazine.com if you're really into the gearhead stuff which i am all the new bikes coming out a lot of tech tips over there you know a down outright great magazine man it's really about the lifestyle then again over at hooliganbiker.com you'll get all my opinions as far as what's going on in the uh, motorcycle scene and in life in general man that's where all my freaking nutty ideals come out is right there on that website and again don't forget to visit us on our YouTube channel, Insane Throttle Biker News, uh, and uh, also Pinterest and Instagram, where I give a lot of little pep talks over on Instagram. So get on over there, follow us, like us, share us, get on Facebook, and enjoy all the material that comes out of Insane Throttle. With that... I'm happy for you guys joining us. It was a great show. Let me know your comments in the comment section. If you got an idea that you'd like to hear covered on the show, send it to info at insanethrottlebikernews.com. And that is the show for today. Until the next time, I'm James Hollywood Machikari, and I'll check you out on the next segment.